0: Hi everyone, this is Boosie and this episode of the podcast comes with a little bit of audio trouble. Um, We have a little bit of an echo, so if you skip this episode, completely understand. But if you still want to hear what we're gabbing about on TELS, here it is.
1: Hello and welcome back to Tells, recorded by Andrew Nimi, live at the bike in Los Angeles, California. Uh, hi, Boosie.
0: <laughs> hi, Andrew.
1: Thanks for joining me.
0: What a nightmare. <laughs> it's taken us 45 minutes just to get to this point. Why? Yep.
1: Uh, technical difficulties. I guess this is... Uh, Part of the the gig of running a podcast, I guess. No.
0: No, not really. I mean, it's like the same issue. We just don't remember how to fix it every time. Yeah, go I don't know. away.
1: I can't remember if we ever actually fixed it. Maybe, but we're trying something different. We're recording on my computer now instead of yours. But nobody really cares about that, I bet.
0: Okay, what's happening at Live at the Bike?
1: Uh, Live at the Bike is happening at Live at the Bike. We're having some uh, some. Some poker games and some crazy gambling games happening on the on the live stream were you watching me?
0: I watched you a little bit yesterday. It was crazy to see some thirty four thousand dollar pot hands. yeah, what is that madness?
1: I didn't exactly know what I was getting myself into in this game.
0: wasn't it a five five game?
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh five dollar ante from everybody, which immediately puts the starting pot at $55 because I think there's nine of us. So nine times five is 45 plus the two blinds, $55 in the middle, which is 10 times, 10 and a half times the size of a 5-5 game because there's only obviously $10 in the middle to start of a 5-5 game.
0: Yeah, but even at 10 times, how does a pot get to 34,000 dollars? <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, part of that is uh, part of that is the lineup, and part of that is people are also straddling, and you can straddle from anywhere. So people are putting like 50 dollars in straddle, which means now the initial raise size is probably going to be at minimum 150 and sometimes like 250 dollars, the opening raise size. So then if there's a three bet, you're looking at, you know, $700 for a three bet. And so, uh, this is pre-flop action we're talking about.
0: So what is the difference between an ante and a straddle? Everybody has to put up the ante or what?
1: Yeah, before the cards are dealt, every single person puts the ante.
0: Okay. And then a straddle, who puts and up the straddle on the button?
1: Anybody who wants to.
0: So even if you're out of position, you can just put on a straddle. How does that work?
1: Yeah, you can put it from anywhere, I think from aside from the blinds. So if you want to put it like from under the gun, put $50 straddle in and then the next person is going to have to if they want to play the hand, they at least have to call $50 or if they want to come in for a raise, they're probably going to choose a sizing of, you know, say 150 or
0: $200. When do you put the straddle in, right? So the blinds are dealt? and then everyone gets their cards. No. Nope. No.
1: Someone sh- straddles before the cards are dealt as well.
0: Okay. So how your game was everybody put in an ante. Mhm. And then somebody would add a straddle to that? If they off.
1: so if they so chose to, yeah. Okay. So yeah, anyway, it was crazy. Uh it was the biggest game I've ever played in.
0: Really? I yeah. thought you played in bigger games. Even though I've never seen a or heard about a thirty thousand dollar pot, and somebody going from what plus sixteen thousand dollars to <laughs> almost broke or whatever,
1: or <laughs> broke, yeah, yeah. No. Um, I played in five, ten, twenty PLO, so I guess that probably could be considered pretty close to this, but stacks weren't that deep, I don't think, when I was playing. And there was definitely no thirty thousand dollars pots in the in that PLO game. So uh, this was just, I think, also the you know the combination of players that were playing a super wide range. Um, I think you said that I didn't, you know, I couldn't really see the the pip, which is the percentage of hands that people are choosing to play. But you said someone had like a ninety two percent.
0: Yeah, no, there was somebody who I think the Bitcoin Yoda yeah. was at a hundred percent for the first like hour and a half of the game or something. um and then dropped to 92 percent. it's pretty crazy
1: so yeah a lot of different factors in play here you have a big structure you have the right people in the mix and uh just the culture of gambling in Los Angeles I guess and uh that all comes together to form the biggest game I ever played so I was a little bit out of my comfort zone to say the least I think
0: you looked very nervous on the stream. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> no, uh, I think all the vloggers played. I mean, Brad decided not to play at all, right? Yeah. But you just played a, your normal poker game, I think.
1: I tried to. Yeah, I tried to just stick to what, what I normally do, um, which caused me to make some tight folds that um, I wish I could have back and not have folded Um because yeah, people were playing wide ranges and doing some things that I just, uh, wasn't exactly sure where I was at. And I was just kind of trying to play ranges as I expected where they should be. Um,
0: yeah, but you didn't have that the greatest of hands either. Did you?
1: No, I seems like I just go so card dead in these, uh, live streams and they're so short, you know, it's like such a short sample. Um, so usually like one or two people are going to run really hot and, uh, I tend to be on the opposite side of that spectrum for the most part so far in these live stream games. So a lot of folding. And it's also like kind of funny cause I get messages and I see uh, either tweets or, you know, posts or whatever about people saying that I look miserable or something or what have you, uh, or I look bored or don't want to be there or something like that. But I think people are just so used to me just chatting away into the camera and being like, obviously the voice of the show, And then they see me on a poker show and I'm just kind of like, just grinding, you know, not really getting in the mix. Um, Jig is
0: up. Everybody knows you for who you are now.
1: Yeah, I guess so. The curtain has been pulled.
0: Yeah. Now it's all out in the open.
1: It's just like, it's just funny. Like, uh, obviously in my vlogs, I'm playing every hand that I'm talking about. So... When someone sees me sitting at the poker table folding a lot and not being the voice of the show, it's like shocking or something.
0: That's really interesting. Yeah, because they only see a part of it, Uh, right? They only see like five hands, which is amazing to think that, you know, some of your sessions are like 11 hours long.
1: Yeah, my VPIP is 100% in my vlogs. (laughs) What is it called? It's called... Volun- v-pip? it's vpip which is voluntary put in pot um voluntary so, it's like it's yeah like, it's the very money-
0: self-explanatory voluntary put in pot yeah yeah no need to explain that baby okay. i think i got it <laughs> okay good and how's the food in los angeles anything exciting besides playing these massive pots
1: i honestly haven't left the bike since i got here oh um so that's a little depressing maybe but uh hotel room's pretty nice here and the the property's nice the food is actually pretty good the it seems like the menus at these Los Angeles casinos are pretty solid and the food is pretty cheap for what you get it's like really good food so can't complain
0: oh they don't give you food for free
1: they do when you're playing on the show everyone gets a food voucher so you get a free meal but uh i've gone and played after the sh- after the show is over so got to get a couple meals here and there
0: do you see yourself continuing to do these streams
1: i really wish that i could like run really good one time that would be fun uh, (laughs) what would
0: that do it would uh, fix your stream persona or what
1: It would just make it a lot more fun in general. It's always better. It's fun for myself because there's a lot of people that watch the vlogs and they come and watch to, I get a lot of like really nice messages on Instagram and stuff, um, you know, saying they were were watching the stream, they were rooting for me or whatever, which is awesome. Uh, So it would just be like just so much better to just book a really solid win on one of these things. But I don't know. I mean, I guess I'll probably hop on another one here and there. I wouldn't mind coming back to that Tuesday. The, the anti-game, I guess, runs every Tuesday.
0: Is that always streamed? Yeah. Okay.
1: It's the only time they have it, have the game going. Everyone's different. That's sort of the interesting thing about these uh, lineups and these Live at the Bike games is that there's some people there to grind, some people there to literally gamble it up and obviously like, play 92% of hands. Um, so some people that are in between so that guy, Eric, who had the hat that you're talking about, he, like, makes electric motorcycles.
0: I heard, yeah.
1: So uh, he just comes there to fire off. Bitcoin Yoda, he was saying that in the big game that he played on Friday on Live at the Bike, that was, like, one of the most relaxing days of the week for him because he's always just in the mix on the Bitcoin swings.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Oh, our podcast last week, we got uh quite a bit of feedback did you get any messages about the podcast
1: <laughs> uh you mean so like about the uh whether we're having kids discussion right right uh i don't remember there's nothing that really like jumps out at me but um i know some people were just kind of generally supportive of whatever we chose to do
0: yeah i got a couple of messages asking whether i was pregnant already on instagram um oh yeah and
1: then... uh our friend jim also sent me a private message asking if we're pregnant.
0: Jim from the UK? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but somebody did mention that, oh, I should have listened to the podcast first before asking you that question, which I thought was really funny. But I got a message from Franklin and he was saying that as a parent, uh, what he can share is that you're Lows, you'll have higher highs and higher lows once you become a parent. And then also that your awareness, uh, like so you you know we spoke about like becoming a better person and uh, self-improvement and self-discovery. He says it, it not only, it doesn't accelerate the process because I asked him whether that ex- like having kids accelerates the personal growth process per se. Uh, and he say it doesn't really accelerate it so much as it refines it
1: interesting refines now, the growth process
0: yeah, and uh, I mean especially like higher highs and lower lows
1: yeah, the lower lows thing kind of uh frightens me a little bit <laughs> what do you What do you think that uh would attribute to like if something if your kid is going through a rough patch in life or something or I mean, obviously, if there's like a tragedy or something, that would be as low as it gets. But I wonder uh, on like an ongoing basis, like what do you think that entails?
0: Yeah, Franklin, he'll probably have to tell us. But (laughs) I mean, I can imagine that all the emotions are heightened, yeah. you know, and your decisions don't just impact you. Now they impact somebody who's sort of just starting out their life. So maybe it has a bigger impact on them than it would on you. I don't know.
1: Do you think my mom had some low lows when she found out I was drinking drinking in high school?
0: Yeah, probably.
1: <laughs> you think so?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't those those all these different stages, right? So you have to transform as that happens. You can't just stay the same person because your kid is not going to just follow everything you say. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's either that or you're a tyrant of a parent and you're like, my way or the highway. In which case, they probably won't talk to you ever. So, yeah, it's still really, really scary. But I really liked his perspective on, you know, like, growth and your self-development, wanting to be better, not just for yourself, but a better parent to your kids. So you can give them more opportunity. Um, yeah,
1: do you think my mom felt really low when my pocket jacks didn't hold up versus that king queen of hearts?
0: Probably she was pretty shattered, lower <laughs> lows.
1: She, do you think she felt lower than I did?
0: Yes, for sure, <laughs> really, because she doesn't play poker, right? <sighs> so, her experience is uh, a lot, so it's like a singular experience, whereas you have that happen every day right and you don't record it every day so yeah i think for sure it's a little bit more for your mom than it is for you it's probably what happens with you know if your kid is like playing soccer and they trip and fall or they miss the goal you probably feel it more so than they do because you're like oh that poor fragile ego
1: uh i just feel like generally even keeled so, I think having a little bit of uh, uh, extension in those wavelength frequencies of higher highs and lower lows, I think I'd be able to, to handle the, the swings, those variance swings.
0: I don't think you know. <laughs> I don't think you know who you're going to be until you are a parent.
1: Yeah. Which... It's pretty impossible to just, yeah, just think about it and uh, say, this is what I expect me to be and how I'll react to these things.
0: Yeah, because I feel like I want to be that person to know how I would react in every single circumstance. But that's the thing. You don't know your child, you know? They might be your child, but they're not you. So mm-hmm. their personality is going to be different and their like, likes and dislikes are going to be different, which is, yeah, I don't know. It's too much variance. Is that the <laughs> right word? <laughs> kid, so. vari-
1: kid variance. They could be an asshole. They could be cool.
0: Yeah. A lot of kid variants happening over there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's still really hot in Las Vegas and I finally remembered to look up that article you were telling me about or the incident that took place at the Wynn where a uh oh so just the backstory Andrew and I were at the pool very briefly last weekend. And I saw a guy in Speedos, and I said to Andrews, hey, you should get a pair, right? Um, right? And then you laughed, but then told me about the incident that took place at the one of the hotel pools where somebody was kicked out of the hotel pool party for wearing a Speedo. Uh, we never really got a chance to talk about that. Uh, yeah. Do you have some time to talk about that right now? <laughs> I do. What are your thoughts?
1: Um... It seems a little weird because... Okay, let's talk,
0: about, let's talk about Speedos first. Okay. What are your thoughts on Speedos?
1: Well, I mean, they're obviously widely accepted in the Olympics, right? Sure. They are the swim trunks of choice for competitive swimming. And if somebody sees that when watching swimming and considering which swimsuit to purchase then uh, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't go with that one.
0: But do you think now that because they're the swimsuit used in Olympic sports, it should stay in sports?
1: No. They seem like they're probably more widely worn in like European countries maybe or like South American countries, I would guess. Sure. Uh, us Americans, we have these like big baggy things that are sort of the fashion trend and have been for a long time. So... I don't know i mean like i don't see what the big deal is
0: would you wear a speedo i don't think so is it just because you've grown up with americans judging you for wearing a speedo
1: probably some of that um it's also probably like some part where i think if you're like in really good shape then you can probably rock the speedo a little bit more appropriately
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but what what is appropriately right so you're not buying a speedo that's three sizes too small right yeah, so i don't you're mean I don't purchasing mean, a speedo that fits your yeah your body
1: i don't mean so, i don't mean wearing a speedo is inappropriate like sexually or whatever i mean appropriately like shows off what you got.
0: Yeah, but that's exactly what I'm asking is that because, you know, I hear girls say and I used to do that as well and say I shouldn't wear a bikini because I don't have abs, which is ridiculous because it's just a body. A bikini is made for swimming. So why are you offended by what my body looks like? It's not your body. I'm living in my own body. What is the problem? Right. So I don't understand why they would.
1: I don't think it's not it's not me saying that other people shouldn't wear it unless they're in good shape. It's me saying I would, which is probably the same thing you're saying right now. Right. uh, Which
0: is like, why would you just would you wait to wear a Speedo or wait to be in a certain body shape in order to wear a Speedo?
1: Yeah. Uh, Because we're very self-conscious
0: People. somebody told you a lie Andrew you yeah somebody told you a lie but yeah, yeah i mean we all are sold that it's like oh if you have a body like this you probably shouldn't be wearing this right or if you know what i mean like don't wear tight shirts if you don't have like the six pack or don't wear short skirts if you don't have like skinny model legs or whatever the case is which is a little ridiculous though no?
1: very ridiculous so this guy got kicked out of the pool party that He was attending because of his swimsuit and they said that like somebody complained about it Which probably can't see how that could be true.
0: So what do you think happened if we're just speculating?
1: I? think the Someone on the staff was like this dude isn't really what we're going for here with this with this pool party and I think they said something about like There was a sign at the entrance that said no speedos for men or something but right. it just seems so ridiculous because obviously the the skimpier the bikini on the girls, the better, right? Right. In In their sort of vision for the party, I would assume, and what's able to be seen on Instagram.
0: For sure. So it's a little bit of a double standard. And first of all, the guy who was wearing the Speedo was in pretty good shape. So it was definitely not like, oh, you're offending my magazine eyes with <laughs> yeah. your... You know what I mean? Like with your body, because yeah. he was in pretty good shape. And but you let girls who are wearing like basically no bikini or very like itty bitty string bikinis and yeah. nobody says anything about that. Right. That's a little disturbing, no?
1: Should we mention that like he felt like he was discriminated against because he was gay? So, I mean, he tried to make the point that that's like where this all stems from rather than just being a male, it's like his chosen i don't know is it like his chosen uniform or something or and they were sort of discriminating against that, and that's what that's what he felt
0: yeah, it's pretty hard to say because I'm sure like if it was a European guy in a speedo, it might have been similar, but also like I wonder if it was like a fabio, you know there was like that there was one older guy who used to date all the supermodels, I can't re- I think his name was Fabio, and he was not, like, he was a big guy, and he used to wear the itty-bitty Speedos, but he's the kind of guy who's, like, buying bottles of champagne at the party, and so nobody's ever going to say anything about that, probably, you know? yeah. yeah. Versus this guy who's probably just having a good time on his own or with his friends and not paying for the girls i'm not sure but it was just uh, a little silly to think of that you know girls Then nobody ever says to a girl your bikini is too little but we don't know right maybe some girls are discriminated against for wearing bikinis that are probably not deemed appropriate for their body type
1: that could at be the pool. that could be but i think they uh i think this pool party has since changed their policy on the speedo thing i think they've said that that's fine to wear now after all this hoopla Mm.
0: yeah it's really silly so uh good luck to these companies because i don't know how long it's going to last like people are need to just be who they are and what do you care what my body looks like in whatever i'm wearing what do you care how does it change the price of bread in your shopping cart is what i would like to know
1: How long do you think these Vegas pool parties and these Vegas uh, super nightclubs are going to be a thing?
0: Well, hopefully not too long because there were, uh, I've been seeing a couple of articles this week online about how millennials are not supporting the businesses that their, the previous generations have been supporting. I don't know, but these things go in, in waves, right? So there's like, kids will always want to party. So yeah. But I think it might be a different experience where it is more I don't know, actually. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I think it needs to be a little bit more tailored and less like mass meat market sort of thing. Um but maybe that's just me getting older. That could be the case. Um Yeah. <laughs>
0: but, I saw uh, something I, I saw something online that said yesterday I was young and today I have a favorite grocery store or something like that. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's totally me. I want things just so.
1: Yeah. That's you. Um, (laughs) Baby. We need, uh, I think there needs to be like some cool advances in like technology for these nightclubs. Um, There's got to be like a ton of different cool things that you can do. I think. And especially if they have like such a, you would expect them to have a pretty big budget because they're, um, they're such like a high end Commodity the prices that they're charging are just insane. So you think they would have a high budget for like technology and audiovisual stuff that you can do just like crazy experiences that you can find in a, in a nightclub. I don't, I think we're going to see some development still. Um, but I also think we'll probably start seeing a trend of more like tailored experiences in like in smaller lounges and clubs.
0: Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter to us. We're too old. We're going to be having kids now. So won't matter one a bit.
1: Unless we open a nightclub
0: uh no that's negative okay (laughs) but yeah there was this uh millennial's favorite brands anheuser-busch is one of the millennial's favorite brands
1: how is that possible
0: god alone knows (laughs) oh the beer company has been buying up craft brewers such as goose island blue point and wicked weed 88 is one of the millennials' favorite brands is Facebook? I don't think so. I think this list is horseshit. I think
1: this list was paid for by all these favorite brands.
0: Yeah, 83 is Burger King? What type of millennials (laughs) favor Burger King?
1: This is garbage.
0: Okay, hold on. Let's see what number one is. Of the business insiders, millennials' favorite brand. I mean, all those brands are pretty high up, right? Best Buy is in the 20s. No chance. Express and Kohl's is 24 and 25 respectively. Please.
1: Okay, number one is?
0: Wait, we're scrolling, baby. Ford is number 16. Adidas number 11. Coca-Cola number 9. Sony number 6. Amazon number 5. Target number 4. Samsung number 3. Nike. Take a guess at what number one is.
1: Uh whole foods apple oh yeah
0: (laughs) it is the billion dollar company
1: trillion dollar company baby trillion dollar
0: a trillion dollar company i just looked up the list of millennials favorite brands are we going to increase apple's share and get a 1500 hundred dollar phone
1: i guess we're probably gonna have to aren't we it's just the thing that you do um, I mean, I'm obviously pretty obsessed with my phone. It's the thing. It's the product that I use by far the most in my life. So I guess that sort of like justifies a pretty high price. Um, $1,500 is a lot of money for a, for a device. For... for a
0: telephone.
1: Yeah, but we don't use it as a telephone anymore. We use it for so many other things. At least I do in my life personally.
0: Yeah, but now I've bought like two computers. One is like 15 inch and another one is like the size of my palm for <laughs> right. the same amount of money.
1: Yeah, you probably use this one more than I don't know. Well, maybe you don't. Maybe you use your computer more.
0: No. Yeah, I don't know. I think I use my phone a lot too.
1: Yeah, I use my phone more than anything, like probably at least three times as much as I use my computer
0: Well, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Apple is number one millennial brand. So they're going to be a bajillion dollar company while Burger King goes out of business. (laughs) Okay. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I feel like you're so far away. You do? Yeah, I don't really feel a connection.
1: You're missing me. That's why.
0: (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like I feel, especially... I also feel like maybe it's because you're recording and I'm not recording, so yeah, I've given the reins to you, and I don't feel like you are reigning
1: i could yeah i'm 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 sort of like letting you play the host role still, even though no,
0: but I don't that's what I'm saying. I don't really feel like the host without like
1: being in charge
0: being in charge of the recording, yeah, and it's difficult to sit back and let you do it.
1: Well, baby, you just got to kind of go with the flow here. That's the that's way the uh, the world works these days, says wise Andrew to young millennial boosie.
0: Okay, I think you're still a millennial. You're an <laughs> no. old, you're an older millennial.
1: I am definitely not a millennial.
0: Yeah, you are. I wish I, think I was from 1980. I so
1: wish I would. No, nah, it's nonsense. I wish I was a millennial, but I'm not.
0: What are you? i'm
1: like generation x or something like that
0: oh gosh you're old different generations
1: i was listening to nirvana no no millennial is listening to nirvana uh
0: i mean that is legit cradle snatching if we're in different generations
1: (laughs) baby well yeah i mean i had to go i had to go way down i mean grinder poker player has to
0: like what if I was uh,
1: like if I was like an accountant, we'd probably have like two kids in a house and a dog right now,
0: oh no, so you had to dupe me because I was still like naive
1: no, I just need like a little extra time to get uh you know where where we're trying to get to <laughs> um, i was
0: I was reading another article actually about that now that we're talking about age differences and a lot of they listed like all these like superstar women who had were dating men that were much younger than they were yeah they said if you're still single as a woman don't worry your boyfriend hasn't been born yet cuz they listed like all these really famous like uh singers and actresses who were dating like younger guys
1: that's a weird thought <laughs> it's weird to think that it's weird to think that i was on this planet like doing things while you like for five years while you weren't even here yet
0: i know but does it really give you a head start no because everybody's development is so different right so
1: but it's just funny to think that i was like playing soccer and doing shit while you were like (laughs) nowhere
0: you weren't playing soccer at five
1: i was scoring goals playing some floor hockey maybe
0: at five?
1: Maybe, maybe not, but
0: yeah, doing exactly. something.
1: I was doing something.
0: You know, if you were like 20 years older, then yes, you've had a whole life. Every Do single
1: th- every single day I was doing shit on this planet and you weren't even <laughs> on the planet.
0: <laughs> Do you think that, have you dated somebody who's older than you or only cradle snatching?
1: Uh, I dated someone who was a year older, but that's not that uh, much yeah, of a stretch. Yeah, that's not.
0: So there wasn't really any difference. Have you dated somebody who is very much younger than you?
1: You're the youngest baby. Really? Yeah. I mean, you're pretty young. As we get older, the, the difference becomes less important. But when we first started dating, you were only 24 years old. And I was... I know, but you were 30.
0: 23. So please. <laughs> it was like the same age.
1: <laughs> yes, that's true. I was almost 30 going on 23. So.
0: Exactly. I never thought that I would be with somebody only a couple of years older than I am. I thought for sure. Because I dated people who were older. Yeah. You know, at least like 10 years. Um, And that was so much more stimulating than the young boys.
1: I don't like the sound of this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just never thought because I was just like, oh, I'm an old soul. And these young kids, man, I just can't. Because, you know, like the things that you focus on as a a young person, I was just like, oh, I just, I can't. So to find myself here with you only a few years older, it's quite surprising, I must say. Quite surprising.
1: Yeah, I must have been really special for you to break your your ways.
0: No, but I think we've spoken about it. I think I wanted to just What do you mean,
1: no, I wasn't that special?
0: No. (laughs) I'm not saying you weren't special. I'm just saying that I think I realized that I didn't want to take my life so seriously, right? And I didn't want to be so serious. And it's funny because my mom always used to say and I'd tell her about these older people that I was dating. And she's like, you don't really want to be dating somebody who's too much older yeah. because you still have a lot of growing to do. Like, it's fine if you're, if you're both older and then there's a 20-year difference, but you're just a kid, and you will be doing things that you don't want to do. Believe me, you're going to change. I was like, no, I know myself. I want somebody older. And I'm glad I listened or, I mean, changed my mind. I don't know. Whichever one.
1: But <laughs> Well, hopefully it works out for you.
0: <laughs> With you? Yeah. <laughs> All right, baby. I, uh, okay. have to,
1: uh, I have to leave you now.
0: I know you have you. Were, you had left me like three minutes ago.
1: I'm sorry. I, I did just. Ha- I texted uh, Ryan Feldman, who runs the show. I said I'm going to be a tad, la- a tad bit late recording a podcast.
0: Okay. So.
1: Yeah. So you're going to watch me again on uh, live at the bike just now.
0: Absolutely not. What? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Leave a comment on iTunes or on tellspodcast.com or wherever you listen to this podcast. Anything else you want to say, Nimi?
1: That's it. Thanks uh, for tuning in. And uh, I miss you, love. And I'll see you on Friday in Michigan.
0: All right. See you on Friday. Okay, Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.